1: Investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corian.com. The
2: Chairshot.com. Always use. You- Nobody really gorilla. Ain't nobody really in gorilla. gorilla Whoa, know we about action. Whoa, know we not lacking. Whoa, for the my be a, be a No, we ain't stepping out, What? y'all ain't put us white. Whoa, as we were brought in by the fire tone of tongues and Deference and all that stuff, I'm Rance Outsider's Edge. What's up, guys?
4: <laughs> what the fuck don't, is this? Don't let, it, don't let
5: his faux enthusiasm fool you. <laughs> we're here with another super exciting edition of the Outsider's Edge. Uh, Kyle is here. Carl is here. Plus, he is in his feelings, but he's here. I'm,
2: I'm not in my feelings. I don't feel well tonight. I've had a very rough day. Uh, but that was a, that was a joke. It was like, funny ha-ha. Uh, yeah, y'all know me. You know the crew. Um, welcome to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. It's a, it's a damn shame that I'm not feeling to, at, to, up to my normal vigor. Because it's a hell of a show tonight. Um, A hell of a show. Lots going on. Um, yeah, this we're
4: going to win the demo. And I feel like it's a shame because me and Kyle seem like we're extra feisty this evening. Yeah, and, R- and Rance is kind of you're kind of like eh, not not today, Kyle.
2: I have one word for you, motherfuckers: mute. Have fun. This that my Christmas gift, your Christmas gift to me, besides the wonderful gifts you've already given me, I love you guys. Yeah. Is y'all just go ahead and do whatever the fuck y'all want? I just sit back and listen, like I am. <laughs> Bro, no,
5: we have topics, and we are going to get to all of them. I
4: just. You know, Kyle, Kyle's extra smiley, and I know why. Am I allowed to He's put your name out there, Kyle? I mean, not yet, not yet. I can't put that specific the good the good news out there yet. That's okay. All right, not yet. Next well week, Okay. Yes, this
2: week. Next week, once I'm in there. And fair by enough. the way, I, I. I if I think we did, I know I did on other platforms, but if I didn't do on this platform, uh, I wish I hope everybody in the Jewish world had a very happy hanukkah. Uh, I think it's mention it
5: last week, I know okay. because I am the only person on this show who actually listens to the show after we finish it.
2: Well, would I' need to listen to it if you do
5: yeah. I know, I know. You'll tell me you'll tell
4: us if we're terrible. Shit.
5: <laughs> no, no. The only person who's normally terrible is me. My sound quality is all over the place. But I have a better microphone that I will have set up next week.
2: And we'll explain why next week. Um but yeah, a lot of stuff. This is gonna be more of an AEW centric show. And if
5: Yay. you know, if... I mean, you know, to their credit, to their credit, they are, you know. Dominating the conversation right now. And I love like, how you said. Yeah.
2: That. I love how you flipped it and made it sound very PC. Because what you really want to say is they, they are, got all the shit going on, and keyword operative word is shit. The,
5: no, to their credit, they are dominating the conversation right now. Um, <laughs> some of it for their successes. Some of it because, well, you know, the boys are booking the boys, and like.
2: All, all friends wrestling,
5: wrestling four marks <laughs> by marks, where no lessons are learned.
2: Well, let's 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 go, go ahead, Carl. Go ahead before we get started. No, I
4: was just gonna say, like, I feel like the last this is like the third or fourth week in a row it's been kind of AEW heavy, and because I hate uh, that's a strong word because I'm just not interested in what they're doing. I feel like a complete asshole every week we get on this show, and I just bury all friends wrestling. Every week, and it's not going to stop tonight. So you know, just know that I'm really not a true asshole. Just sometimes,
2: you are, but you're a lovable asshole.
4: Yeah, um, I sure hope so. Let's start
2: with Let's start with the positive. And look, if there's one thing we talk, we hate talking about is ratings. But ratings dominated this week, and they dominated this week because of because of one major reason: WWE WWE Raw from last week. Did I'm sorry, was it I think it was from this week. It was from this had week. Had such a had such a low rating. They uh they like drew the rating
5: in the modern era.
2: Yeah, they drew one, 1. 500, 1. uh million viewers, which is really low. But more importantly, their demo in the P eighteen
5: Yeah. Those are those are smack down on sci-fi numbers.
2: Their demo and their rate. Their demo. The rating of the demo of the P eighteen to forty nine was point forty one. AEW last week did nine hundred and ninety five thousand, but their rating in the P eighteen to forty nine demo was point forty five. So, oh my god, AEW did better ratings than Running A Raw! No, the fuck,
4: they didn't. I. Is this uh, okay, you're just opening the floor. Great. I'm you know I don't
2: want to talk, so go ahead.
4: Yeah, okay. So first of all, look. Is Raw not great? That mm, yes. (laughs) That is that is pretty true. Most of us aren't real like I know Rance, you you watch probably live, I think. I don't know. I don't know if I watches live. Um, I figure you probably catch it later. You got shit going I on. I catch
5: it later. I got shit going on. I catch it later. I know what happened.
4: Yeah. I I don't watch it live and I sometimes catch it on Hulu the next day. Because I'm not like we don't have cable in my house, so I don't have the USA network live on Monday nights. I'm a cheapskate and I just don't have cable. Okay, so I watch on Hulu the next day if I do watch it. So let me just let me just say that one thing that I did watch on Monday was this really good professional football game. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it was probably the best game in the NFL this year. Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. Yes, I know, Cleveland Browns. But yes, the game was incredible. Probably, Like I said, probably the best game of the year. I don't know what else is on outside of NXT, on Wednesday nights, but I know it's not Monday night football and WWE has historically had to compete with Monday night football because they are Monday night raw and they have historically sometimes had success, but later in the last couple of years, WWE product say what you will. It can be wishy washy and people love football. We didn't know we were going to get football this year. So, people are watching it and enjoying it. I think that's part of the problem. I'm not going to sit here and absolve WWE, but who else is AEW competing against? They're not. AEW's competing against NXT. I would love to, and I'm not saying it would, I'm not saying Raw would win, but I would love to see, and Tony Khan said they're never going to do it, but I would love to see Dynamite go up against Raw on a Monday night to see what would happen because this is that 18 to 49 demo. There's a lot of football fans in that demo, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, I've been watching football my entire life. I'm not going to stop watching football. I'm 35. I'm in the middle of that demo right now, okay? So I just don't – I understand that the product is not great, and I understand AEW was doing some cool stuff, you know, if that's your opinion. I understand they were doing some cool stuff. They bumped a rating. This they, Their numbers went right back to normal this week, Okay. So I don't know if, if we're gonna talk about those or not, but they went right I was bring them up.: I was gonna bring them up. So, anyways, I'm gonna stop talking now and let Kyle or Rance take over. But well, this is very uh, apples to oranges in a lot of ways. Well,
2: I want you. To, I'm I'm gonna leave the floor to you, Kyle. But I want to set up something for you as you go into it. You spoke to it, Carl, and you kind of got to the the crux of the point I had an issue with the most. I, I first and foremost, you can't compare nights. I just it's just asinine because there's different things on each night. But the the crux of the argument, and I had a very fairly a, a very fair, respectful uh Twitter debate with Brandon Thurston from Wrestle Nomics, who I I love and follow intricately. I cannot I cannot prop his stuff up enough. He's he's one of, doing some of the best work wrestling wise. And and on Twitter and in the business, he's fantastic. If you care anything about the business of wrestling, that's the guy to follow. And everybody's favorite, lovable troll writer, Bix. I had a good conversation with these guys. But the crux of the issue is this: wrestling fans, because we're so deep in the bubble, seem to truly believe that NXT. AEW has more competition because they're competing against other wrestling than Raw has because Raw isn't competing against wrestling. But wrestling is competing against the world, which we've seen historically the world wins. Even when Raw was getting 5 and 6 million viewers, the NFL was getting 20 million. When Raw had
5: 5 million viewers, it was still being preempted by the U.S.
2: Open. And dog Show. Oh, oh, and, and the WrestleMania dog show, absolutely. So that and that's that's the part that's so asinine to me about this conversation drawing is
4: eight
5: point nine ratings and they were still right. being taped delayed.
2: And and that, that's what's so asinine, asinine about this whole situation to me is like I, I, I get we're in the fucking bubble, but at some point we have to have some levity about the situation and realize that the world is bigger than wrestling, and that the NFL is king and Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. AEW does fantastic. AEW does fantastic numbers on their night. You know what? But look at all the other shows that beat them. The the challenge beats them every week. The MTV show The Challenge, which Leo Rush is on, by the way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're not they're not dominating the night. They're doing great. And they're dominating NXT. Absolutely. But to say that but to find the one single solitary number you can find to even markedly ass- make the assumption or the juxtaposition that AEW is better than WWE because they're getting a higher number in this one. Itty bitty dim- and they're so new and then Raw's been out for 30 years. You- it's not the same conversation. Go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. I
5: think my... More to the point, I think that you're they're conflating two different issues into one. They are conflating Raw's declining ratings, which has been a long-term discussion that we've had on this very show, multiple yes. times. Absolutely. Um, the long-term decline of the Raw rating and Raw viewership. Um, they're conflating that with the recent short-term successes of AEW as if one is influencing the other, when that's logically impossible because they air on two separate nights. So, like, AEW existing has nothing to do with Raw's long-term steady decline in viewership. So cool. I, I'm 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 really just I'm, I'm confused as to why those two things are being compared. And and if you're trying to make the argument, well, it just shows that AEW knows more of what the 18 to 49 demo wants, I would counter
2: that with, but do they? Like, well, here's the counter. Here's the counter. If we're going to use TV, up, up, and I,
3: please, I know everybody says uh, that
2: TV is a uh, antiquated medium, and let's, even, uh, let's go with the argument that it's not. Let's go with the argument that nothing is higher than ratings. That's cool, and I'll accept that. However, wow. WWE has like the fifth biggest YouTube in the world. WWE social media is the highest usage every week, and they even break it down by show. And so if you don't want to just say WWE as a whole, because that'll trump anything that AEW can do. Raw, SmackDown, and normally NXT demolish AEW in social media trends and, and, and instances. Nielsen monitors that. So who's more likely to be using social media or YouTube? Is it somebody
4: over 49 or somebody between 18 and 49? Very good point. Very good point. The only place the over 49ers are using social media is fucking Facebook. Sorry. I mean, not the only place, but that's where they spend the majority you, of the time. No, you're right. You're right. Talking in all caps and yelling at me about my millennial ship or whatever. But like, so here's, okay. I, I want to make. They also more- lost.
5: It, it, it's really worth noting. I'm sorry, Carl. To no, no, you. it. you're fine. Go ahead worth noting last week they had 995,000 viewers this week they had 806,000 viewers like they, yes. they lost almost 100 and i mean i watched both weeks i'm not trying to shit on them they ranked number 2 in the cable 150 last week they ranked number 3 in the cable 150 this week like i'm not trying to say that like nobody's watching but like dude you drew a point 32 in the 18 to 49 demographic big
2: Fucking deal, and 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 the idea, and this is this is another thing that just drives me crazy. People think that because Raw is, they think that the ratings are down for Raw because Raw is bad, quote unquote, and they think the ratings for AEW are up because AEW is good, quote unquote. And I know a lot of people are gonna sit here and think I'm fucking crazy, but you're not factoring in every single factor let me give you an example carl you don't watch raw right
4: not usually uh catch it maybe the day after
2: how do you catch it
4: uh hulu i'd watch the
2: that's that, that's a weekly viewer that's not on tv correct kyle do you don't watch raw live how do you watch it
5: why well, dvr it
2: dvr now some depending on who you go there is a DVR plus 3 some people some some of uh, of the things don't count DVRs I'll go even one more pertinent every single segment that's on raw that is worth note is on YouTube or social within 5 minutes Yeah you raw can is all all the see all highlights
4: you know if you
2: want yes. to play our show <laughs> Raw raw isn't must see because it's been around for forever and yes the fact that it has been subpar in terms of content, and I don't think it has, but I'm sure a lot of people do, and I respect that, is a is a big part of it. I'm not saying it's not. But there but all these other factors matter. Now look at AEW. AEW is one, the new show, people like new. Number two, AEW is the show that tells you that if you don't like the other guys, you can come watch us. So their fans don't just watch to enjoy; they watch out of a of, out of a sense of fulfillment, out of a sense of of necessity that we have to do this so that we can compete against the empire so it's not just simply well aew was great tonight got a good rating aew has how many nights has aew been fantastic and didn't get uh, did, didn't get 750 or how right. many nights has nxt been the world is talking about nxt and they they didn't even get to 700 it good or bad doesn't affect is not the precursor of why the rating is good or bad i'm i, I know you want to go further i'm sorry but that's no, important to note
4: no i just i want to make a couple of points um and I said it when I was kind of talking earlier about this. One, one of my major things about this is, I, I've said it before, and Tony Khan has said it himself, that he's not planning on trying to go head-to-head with WWE, okay? He's not. Dynamite will never be on Monday. It's, it's not going to happen as long as Monday Night Raw exists, because he's already said it. And so with that said, to me, that tells me that he already knows, okay? he's not. Tony Khan is not an idiot. Okay, he's not some guy that's just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to go all in and go up against him and see what happens because they'll probably get creamed. Maybe they won't. I might be wrong, but let's just, you know, for argument's sake, I think there's a, there's something to that to say, we're not going to go up against you on Monday. We're not going to go up against you on Friday. We're going to go up against you on Wednesday on your third show. Okay. The second point I, and I just want to, this is like, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to put myself over real quick. Okay. I got a friend of mine who works for wrestling headlines who asked me, every year he asked me to write a wrestling Christmas wish list column, okay? I just did mine. I just did mine this week. Okay, so I wrote it. I'm not going to say what I wrote it about, but I did not write it about ratings. However, I'm going to go ahead and leave you with the tagline for those of you who probably won't ever see it. I finished with, after I finished writing what I wrote, at the end, I wrote, P.S., nobody gives a fuck about wrestling ratings. And the reason why I wrote that is because we are talking about we're arguing about shows that barely crack a million, don't crack a million. What are we are we're arguing amongst ourselves in our little wrestling bubble? Twenty years ago when Raw was pulling six, seven, eight million viewers, five million viewers, that was when we were talking about ratings, obviously. Now with all the mediums there are to go about watching it. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought you had to have a fucking Nielsen box in your house to even count for the ratings. I mean, maybe that's, that's different. Still, maybe I'm wrong. No, that's
2: still true. That's still true.
4: So, like, I've never, I, to best of my knowledge, I've never had a fucking Nielsen box in my house, even when I did have cable. I don't know, so maybe I've never been counted all those years I was watching Raw or whatever when I actually cared. But the real, the real, the last and final point I will make is this is less about ratings and more about the wrestling bubble and the decline of viewership in general wrestling just is not as popular as it used to be in terms of watching it live because television is not popular to watch live there's a reason why we love shows that we can binge there's a reason for that television's not popular to watch
5: live but also television is better than it was
4: in the attitude
5: era like, sure. let's be let's be real, real, real honest about the quality of television in the attitude era. The top television shows of the attitude era were fucking Seinfeld, <laughs> Friends, Will and Grace, don't be and the Right.
4: Absolutely. Like,
5: these are the apex of the ratings during the Attitude Era. Like and no disrespect to those shows, I've watched all of them at one time or another. But, like, outside of The Sopranos, none of them are what
4: you would call prestige television. Well, I mean, and that, and, like, I'm sorry, but when you think about stuff like Monday Night Football or being, like, maybe not you guys, per se, but I know me. I'm a, I love wrestling. I love football. When, if football is on, I'm watching that over wrestling. I will wait because now I have a way to go back and watch wrestling. Like I'm not going to go back Absolutely. and
5: watch. Like I'm night.
4: Sunday night football comes on, right? If there's a pay per view on, a lot of times I'm going to watch Sunday night football and watch the pay per view later because I'm not going to go back and watch a football game where once it's over I'm going to know the score thirty seconds later. Well, because that's different. It takes away from it, in my opinion. Whereas I can go back and watch. You know,
2: the reason being is because sports. Watching sports live matters more than watching wrestling live because wrestling is scripted. So you can right. go back watch it live and still get the same ambiance. But watching sports live matters because it's real. So if you miss something, you're, like you can go back and watch it, but it's not going to feel the same. It's the same because it actually mattered. One thousand
4: percent mattered. Correct. There's, but you are you, spot on.
2: You made a great point. I am a Baltimore Ravens fan, one of the biggest, if not the biggest. All, both of you guys know. Ask me what I watched Monday.
4: I assume you watched wrestling.
2: I watched the fucking game. Ask me have I watched Raw yet? Have you watched Raw yet? The first ten minutes. <laughs> I mean,
5: to be perfectly honest, it was it was meh. Like it was meh. Like, well they were doing Christmasy I've shit. Seen, I've seen shittier episodes of Raw. Like I've seen way shittier episodes of Raw. Like this was not, this was not Bailey. This is your life. Ooh. Uh, or the old day. Or the old day. Yeah. The no. old day. Jesus. No, no, no. Bailey, this is your life is forever the more painful to me because I was in the audience.
2: Ooh, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah.
5: That Bailey, that this is was your in life. Greenville, South Carolina, and I drove up to Greenville, South Carolina, and it was real bad. <laughs>
2: Bailey, This Is Your Life, The Old Day, or Bobby Lashley's sisters? What's the, what's the worst of the three?
5: Ooh, so, like, actual worst of the three cringiest is Bobby Lashley's sisters. No, that's, yeah, I agree.
2: I agree completely. But,
5: like, worst for me was sure, Bailey, you, This yeah. Is Your Life, because I was there. Um, but, like, yeah, no, so, like, I've seen way worse episodes of Raw, but, like, They're building up to TLC, so you know, flavor of the month gimmick pay-per-view, so let's shoehorn the rivalries into scenarios that make these flavor of the month matches somehow canonically make sense, combined with it's December and it's almost Christmas time, so we gotta throw in our Christmassy shit, combined with we've still got semi-limited rosters because COVID, which is getting worse again.
4: Also buy. Raw always sucks in December. I'm yeah, sorry. Raw sucks Raw ass in December. That's, always sucks in December. Like I, that, that, is horse generally, horse.
5: that is. Like WWE in general is known for not being very good in December. Like this is the phone this is the phone it in month before the road to WrestleMania starts in January. Yep, the build will, will start as soon as as soon as this is
4: over.
2: If there's one if there's one criticism though I'll give that is valid, is that this was the go home episode of Raw. So yeah, they didn't give a fuck. And to your point to both of you guys' point, they never give a fuck in December. But it would have been nice for them to give more of a fuck than they did. <laughs>
5: to me because it was because the go like, home. You're yeah. right, but to me it's just more emblematic of something that we talk about on the show a lot. It's that like honestly there's too many pay per views and we could really use like it would be okay to trim the fat a little and I'm not life. saying, and I'm not saying that like you know they all gotta go, but I'm just saying like it wouldn't be the end of the world to remove one or two, especially if we remove one or two of these like the main events have to be this kind of match shows. Um, right.
2: but- I, I disagree with that on two on two fronts. Number one, I hate the argument against uh, giving pay per views, but that's another conversation because we've had that argument before. But we can th- we can do that again because it's a good conversation. But I disagree with you f- fervently on we need to trim the fat because if we were still paying fifty bucks for every pay per view, yes, these pay per views come to us for ten fucking dollars. These so so like and they have their own network that needs content. I think they need more pay-per-views. I think they need more shows. Oh, see, I'll you know, take quality over quantity any day. That, but see, that's that's where we, that's where we degre- disagree, because I agree with that. But the, the problem is this assumption that – and this is this is important. Please, people listening, pay attention to this. The issue with us as fans is we feel not only that everything needs to be for us, but we feel that we have to watch everything. You don't. If you don't care about what's happening on TLC, you can still watch Rumble and be fine. We don't need to watch everything. It's the same argument with the Saudi Arabia shows. You know what? If you don't like that shit, don't watch it. You can still figure out what happened.
5: I agree with that, but I, I don't think it's unfair to expect like to expect them to deliver like a certain level of quality within
2: the is gonna be fire, you don't think?
5: I mean, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We're we'll going to go to the card. It it's going to be,
2: be
4: but I don't know. I mean, I know one match for sure that's going to be a, Every, every
2: year, TLC is one of the most enjoyable pay-per-views of the year. Every year. Go back and look up all every card. Every year is one of the most enjoyable shows of the year. So, I mean, I'm with you. I, your point is right. I'm not disagreeing with your point. I just don't think that you should – that, that – the shows should be punished in, in a sense because WWE and we look if we could go today this is probably the fuck WWE episode we'll do that next week if we have a show we'll do this one of these days where we just have a show dissing WWE the whole week since people think we're shills WWE definitely needs to do better they need to get on their they need to get on the shit better they need to have better writing they need to have the whole show needs to look different there's a lot of bullshit that the company does and needs to change but i don't think that the the number of pay-per-view it's an issue because if you're a fan of the if you're the fan of the art of wrestling, every ring match is good. Are they Taker and Shawn at WrestleMania twenty five? No, you can't be every night, but every them every match is really good. Number one, number two, there were storylines there, but so many of you fans don't like them, so you don't acknowledge them. That's not fair, right? Let's, let's think about one in general her business versus the new day well y'all acknowledge that that story has been told for weeks because they've wrestled a much
1: so what
2: there's still a good story and there's still fantastic matches so they're wrestling this week at this sunday at uh tlc a lot of fans will dis will this would not uh ex, will not acknowledge that that's that anything good about that because we've never seen them do it four times or three times or how many times they wrestled that doesn't take away the quality to me maybe i'm maybe i'm on island of my
1: own where
5: where it takes away the quality for me here's where it takes away the quality for me it's not so much that the matches themselves are ever bad but like because of the repetitiveness of the match structure especially right now especially right now with everything going on because of the repetitiveness of the match structure, I never know when these stories are actually fucking over. Like I that's never fair. fucking know. Like there's never you're never sure. Is this shit done? Are that's we a great over point. with this? Is that's this a great point. like are we transitioning to this new story now, or are we still feuding in this old story because we're still wrestling each other? Yeah, that's a great so, point. Like what the fuck is going on? That's my bigger issue with so and so and so and so have been feuding for 6 months and they and they keep fighting each other. Like one thing I want to give AEW credit for and you know we're getting ready to transition into our AEW portion of the show anyway. Yeah. One thing I do want to give them credit for in terms of the constant mixing of the matchups and keeping people separate until you want them to face each other and then they face each other and it's done is I do know when things are starting and then when they're done. We're building to a crescendo. You have the match. It happens. And then whether I like it or not, you drop it. There are times when I think you shouldn't. There are times when I think maybe we could stand to have another match or do some more stuff with this feud. But at least I know with your booking structure, you built me up to this match you gave me this match and now you're going to drop this shit like a hot potato.
2: That's a great, that's a great point. Um, and I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to spew any of it, but I I do think it's important to note, which actually really is a criticism. Honestly, it's not, I'm not sticking up for WWE. This is a criticism. So <laughs> much of the problem is all the guys on the main roster have been on the main roster for two three, four five, some 10, 20 years so that every match, the beauty of Dynamite is don't nobody watch Dark. I'm not saying nobody, don't nobody, but that's on YouTube. But on their flagship show, you can pull out Jurassic Express. When's the last time they wrestled on the show? A month?
5: It's been a while. It's been long enough. It's been long enough that last night they did a video package for them.
2: So I'm saying, so like you can have fresh matchups because it's a new company and you have. You have almost almost the same amount of people hired that WWE has for Raw and SmackDown put together. They almost have for just Dynamite alone that either is signed or works for them currently, right? And you only have a two-hour show. So you can cycle in whoever you want, and it's always going to feel fresh. Now, their, their application of it is flawless. Give them all the credit in the world. But I do think we need to think about Man, WWE's like, you know, we've all bitched about when all these people lost their jobs and they should have they should not have done that at all. But if there was one positive, at least some new shit got to happen.
5: Right. Well, and one thing I'm hopeful, like one thing I am hopeful for in terms of AEW success, as much as like I hate the young bucks and as much as Cody is so fucking pretentious one reason I do hope for the company's success and one reason I hoped for Ring of Honor to be successful, even though Sinclair fucking sucks, is like, at least when people get fired, I want them to still be able to make money. Like, make actual money. Like, I'm not saying they gotta make WWE levels of actual money, but like, I wanna know that like, alright, yeah, you lost your WWE job, but like, alright, I know Sinclair is gonna pay you good, or like, I know AEW is going to pay you good or, or whatever. Like I, I want that level of success for them to where I know like, all right, these guys got downsides and they're still going to make some like actual livings as and that's, opposed to hot dog and handshake.
4: Well, that's the, the thing chair. about it though. I mean, like once you get that WWE money and that paycheck, you are going to be a known commodity most of the time. So there's going to be a place for you on one of these, one of these other companies Typically, right? I mean, there, I'm be. sure there are some – there should, should yeah, be. Yeah. Should, you would should think. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's a good point, right? Like that, Speaking but, of, what is Zach Ryder doing these days? Like uh, legitimately
5: you know asking? Can he I did, tell you? He did Can I like tell you? one Dynamite match, and I have not seen him since.
2: Can I tell you? Yeah. He's he's, he's, fucking, he's fucking his fiancée and playing with his toys. Literally.
5: Go. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Like, if I were heterosexual and I were engaged to Chelsea Green, I would probably also.
1: (laughs) And Chelsea hurts. So she. With
5: my toys.
2: Chelsea at home. Because she hurts. So she got plenty of time for the, for the
4: coitus. So. We should probably transition, by the way. (laughs) Good for them. Two sixes making children. Listen, all I'm saying is we should probably. <laughs> that's so fucked up. We should, <laughs> we should probably transition out. But just like in my head here, I just, I just, I, mean, I think the ratings. Five. I don't care. I know we had to talk ratings, but I, I, I truly hate talking Me ratings. Too. I think Me the too. bigger issue is more about the wrestling bubble, which is what you brought up, Rance, at the top of this and the decline of wrestling viewership in general. And that is, to me, that is the real issue. We need to stop worrying about ratings. When they get good enough, when these shows get popular enough to bring all these fans who have left over the years back, then maybe we can get into ratings competitions. But until these shows can crack more than a million viewers, I don't give a shit. But the, ra-
2: the ratings will never go back up for wrestling the way they ever were. Oh, I know. Because there's too many mediums to watch it.
4: I agree, but that's why I don't care about wrestling ratings, because we know this already. These are things we already know. I I mean, the topic is important because this needs to be addressed, but at the same time, it's like, how many times do we have to talk about the fact that this shit doesn't matter because it, mat- it matters, but it doesn't matter as much as people think it does. And we
2: have to talk about it every Thursday at three o'clock p.m. when the fucking ratings come out.
4: <laughs> yeah. Anything to push a narrative, man. I'm just and to you, and you know,
2: do you know how much I hate the fact that I know the time? I hate that so much.
4: <laughs> That's fair. You want to journalism out,
2: us out, Kyle? Because you can take the next. You can send us wherever you want to go. I know there's four other topics we're talking about.
5: Well, I mean, you know, we've been talking about how Raw's ratings are taking dives. Like, Jim Ross had a lot to say about people taking dives.
2: That's a stretch. That's a stretch, but I'll take it. Yo, All man, right.
5: you, can't act, you can't ask me to journalism on cue, okay? Yeah. I either can journalism or it's not this is, journalism.
4: This is carny journalism here at The Outsider's Edge, okay? Yeah. So it's going to work or it journalism. isn't. Look, I'm going to work
2: myself is- into a shoot pretty quick. Somebody has to match my energy and 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 you know and do my job since I'm not. Uh, so Jim Ross, you know, we all know Jim Ross has his own podcast and all that good shit, right? Um, well, anyway, he complained about uh an old doctor- boomer complaining. Well, yes, right. Was and, he and on base? So- <laughs> the but- Oh God. <laughs> No, he was, no on he was a parlor. You took it on my mouth. <laughs> you took it out of my mouth.
1: <laughs>
2: Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, but uh yes, uh he Black said
5: the million mega march.
2: Oh, uh, he said, Um, I told a kid the other day in AEW, I said, All you guys do the same fucking spot. You go to the outside, you cluster up like quail. He's really fucking country. You stand together, friend and foe, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top rope who never wins with this move. They never gain an advantage with this move. You know, the holy shit chance is what got that going, I think. They love to hear it. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. So Oof. that. Where yeah.
5: is the lie? I keep looking <laughs> for it, Rance i didn't find the lie.
4: Carl, do you see the lie anywhere? There is. If you, if you know my taste in wrestling, you know I see zero fucking lies I'm with sorry, that comment. Folks,
5: but the edge has looked and we have examined and no lies were detected in, in the Jim Ross statement there.
4: Yeah, it's the one time where we get to talk about Jim Ross and not shit on him lately. Yeah,
5: like I'm honestly shocked I can't remember the last time I agreed with JR, but like Yeah. We all
3: let me... have
5: the same spot in the same lack of psychology in every, in every fucking tag match.
2: That was that was one portion of the of of what he said, but I want to read get some context to some other stuff. And there's a reason why I'm reading this. I'm not just reading this just to kind of big up Jim Ross, but there's there's a and we never pick up Jim Ross, but there's a reason. And so, just bear with me. Um, that he was a lot of the talk was talking about the evolution of the business, and former finishers being regular moves. Jim said, uh, "Know that evolution of the business is bullshit, or that the business is evolving. How the fuck do you know that it's evolving? Not you, Conrad, but in general, yes." They should be protected, talking about finishers. Of course they should. Well, we don't sell right hands, but if you hit me with your left, it will register. What? But if you hit me with that right, I'll settle like a drunk man. Come on, that's so stupid. The DDT is a finish instead of a transition spot. Shawn Michaels, same thing. The super kicks are just a part of the flow of a match. Nobody wins with it, so what does that say to you? Does it say that back in the day, guys were more proficient at delivering a DDT or a super kick than they are in this generation where things are evolving or changing? I want some proof of that shit. I want somebody to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is what it is today and that it's it's making a difference. Maybe it is in some people's eyes, but is it making a difference? I say no. This is where he moved into talking about the dives. I'm going to start back at the end of it to catch you back up on the other part I want you to hear. They go, holy shit, this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. Come on. I don't buy into that. The DDT is a great finish, and it should be used as such, unless you're not as proficient as Jake the Snake was, and you can't execute it. What if I said it on commentary? Boy, folks, do you remember those DDTs, and when somebody hit that, it was over? I guess these guys just aren't as good at it as they used to be. Mm. That ain't going to help anybody. But there's a thought there and same with the super kick. So, yeah. I'm not big on that the business has changed. Tell me how the business has changed that you can bastardize established moves. So, now, the reason I bring all this... Go ahead. Go ahead. I
5: was just going to say, like, I'm uh, a baby in the conversation and I'm young enough that The DDT has never been more than a transition move to me. (laughs) That's crazy. Like like, I'm sorry. Like I, I I, like the entirety of my wrestling fandom was after Jake the Snake was not an active wrestler. So like, and I'm just sitting here thinking about never been more than like, oh, The Rock hit that float over DDT. That's going to be a two count.
4: And I'm just sitting here thinking about Jake the Snake's DDT, Arn Anderson's DDT, Raven's DDT, Raven you know, is the Raven. guy.
5: Raven is the only one. The even flow. Is the the, the, these guys
4: are like, they hit that shit, it was over. Yep. You know, and the funny thing about that is, and Rance, I know you want to make your point, but Raven the funny was, thing about it is they sell these DDTs now like they've been murdered. Like, watch mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler take a DDT. He's gonna Puff. I mean, of course, that's him with every move, but he's gonna land on his head. Pop up straight, then fall on his back. Much more than they ever did when guys like Arn and them were hitting DDTs. Pac
2: does the same thing. Pac sells. Yeah, you're right.
4: Yes, like he got shot exactly. And so I'm just like, I mean, they sell it to the degree that it could be a finisher. But anyways, Rance, go ahead. I know you wanted to make more of a point here.
2: Right, and this is this, and I'm gonna give it to y'all because I really want to know you guys' opinion since you didn't seem to know about this story. Um, Brandon Cutler, who is. A friend, you know, is one of the friends of the elite and he wrestles there. Uh, tweeted out after, um, to advertise dynamite this Wednesday on hashtag AEW dynamite seven versus seven. We're gonna go outside, cluster up like coils, stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, side by side, to catch some leaping idiot over the top. Going over the top, can't wait. 8 p.m. TNT, hopefully, for one million viewers. Let's go. This has actually his J.R.'s conversation and his and what he said has actually be seemed have to have to have become controversial and have a lot of issues with people in the back and Twitter wise all the AEW fans were pissed off at Jim Ross. The reason they're pissed off at Jim Ross is this is one reason and I get I, I, I the reasoning makes sense. It's off base, but it makes sense. Jim Ross is hired to be the commentator of AEW, which means that his job is to make every wrestler look better through his auditory usage, right? Right. So it looks really bad on the people he's hired to look make look good when he's trashing them audibly on his own personal podcast. He should have talked to them in, in the behind the scenes. Now, his, the facts are he's mentioned... Almost a, du- I'm I'm exaggerating here, but I I can think of at least six on top of my head, times that he's talked to them backstage and they don't listen. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's neither here nor that's what that's. He's that's, not
5: the only one, but he's not the only one that has said that. Like other of the legends have said that. Like hey, we talk to them, they just don't want to hear our shit.
2: Absolutely. So that's not simply a Jim Ross thing. That's important to note. The funny thing to me is, and I'll I'll. Hand the floor over is we said this all the time. Jim is only there because his wife is dead, and I don't I'm like, I don't say that disrespectfully. No, he, Jim needs Jim's a
5: distraction. Life. He That's... needs a distraction,
2: and because he, this is this is fuck you to the WWE because he he thinks he can still go and Vince won't hire won't won't let him do what he wants to do anymore. So it's interesting knowing this as what I believe to be fact, and then Jim Ross is the guy who honestly. AEW fans are correct, is making the people who he's supposed to look good on TV look bad in real life. I'll see it to the floor to you guys.
5: Yeah, but you know what? I believe in tough love. Like, I'm a teacher. I believe in tough love. And, like, this is tough love in the sense that one of the criticisms that I launch all the time at the AEW wrestlers, and I watch Dynamite regularly, I am an AEW fan. But those matches have no fucking psychology. And the lack of psychology, not just in AEW, but in Impact and Ring of Honor and all of these promotions, this lack of fucking psychology and this lack of fucking selling. Like, this is the basic shit. Mm -hmm. This is the rudimentary base shit. Like, I just watched you... Take a DDT followed by a pile driver, followed by a power bomb into a surfboard, and then somebody springboarded off into a frog splash, like how the fuck are you still standing up? Why? Yeah,
2: but then you but then you lose to like a roll-up.
5: And I'm not even talking about you did it. you got a two-count. I'm talking about you literally took all of those moves and then just kept standing up. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Bring back selling. Bring back psychology. Jim wouldn't be pissed about the fucking spot if the spots made sense. But it's like my running criticism of Matt and Nick. Matt and Nick are here for the Cirque du Soleil choreograph shit. Like, if you have to help your opponent do the move in an obvious way, then maybe you shouldn't do that move on television. Because you're exposing the business. And if I can tell that as a lay person who's never gone to wrestling school, that's not good. Like, I shouldn't be able to see that. It's one thing for people who have been trained and know what the fuck is going on to see that. But if it's obvious to me, that's bad.
4: Yeah. I uh, So, I my my whole thing is like you know, it's funny coming from me when I say this, but there is because I'm Mister like uh, too, you know, old curmudgeons and stuff get on my nerves and stuff like that. But there is still value. Uh, Jim Ross, we have to remember one thing about Jim Ross, okay? He is he was head of talent relations at one point Probably in the WWE for talent a while. Scout
5: they ever had?
4: Yeah, and so he might just know a thing or two about what he's talking about. And if these guys can't take criticism, and I do agree that maybe he went maybe he went a little overboard or maybe you can't really do that given his current job, which is fair, but at the same time, these guys need to learn how to take criticism. You brought all these legends in. You didn't just bring them in so that they could sit there and so they could come out and do segments, okay? You didn't just bring Jake Roberts in just to do segments. You didn't. You brought him in because he's smart enough, and he's been around, and he knows what works. He's considered one of the best um, in ring chemistry, uh, storytelling guys to ever live in wrestling. Okay, you, you would Hulley hope, Carl. There. You would hope, and so they probably aren't
5: there just to look pretty,
4: right? And so you that, would that's hope. that's my problem here. Is why can't Jim Ross tell his truth? Now maybe he shouldn't have been so hard about it maybe because you don't want to bury your guys that you're commentating on. And I can live with that. It's a, it's a fair criticism of Jim, but at the same time, why is it? What, what it tells me is you're talking about Brandon Cutler, sour grapes. He knows that Jim is right. And he doesn't like it because Jim is right. That's just the reality situation. How many times have you heard someone tell you something, an elder, someone that you respect, tell you something that got on your nerves because you knew they were right. You know Let me I mean? jump
2: in real quick. I want you to finish, but I important points to back you up. Darby Allen, who has the probably the best dives in that company, came out and said audibly, I, I love Jim. I agree with everything he said. Secondly, it's important to note that the people who were upset with this are the wrestlers. You ain't heard Tony Khan or any other management say they had an issue with it. Important to note. Please continue.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, if Jim doesn't say these things, how are these guys ever going to – and if it's not so much if Jim says them. It's if Jim says them and the guys don't listen, how are they ever going to improve? You should always be looking to improve in some way, shape, or form, be different, stand out, matter. And when you decide that, yeah, yeah you know what? I just don't like that he said a thing because it hurts my little fee That's a problem, okay? Yeah, and I'm right. just – you know, I'm just – I'm very, like – I don't ever agree with Jim Ross. And so I'm going to give Jim his props here. He deserves them. This is wrestling is over. It's oversaturated with this, the, the dives and the constant super kicks and the flips and all that stuff. The psychology of wrestling is in a lot of ways disappearing outside of certain guys. And it's just like, I get it because you were on the Indies, maybe, and you were getting paid a hot dog and a handshake, right? And you needed to get noticed, and that makes perfect sense to me. But you're noticed now. You're an AW. You're on a television. You're on a television show weekly. There's no need to keep doing all this stuff when you could actually start working on some other facets of your of your trade. And I just don't understand the problem with what Jim said. Rance, you uh, brought up an important point when you said that it's the
5: wrestlers who are mad at him. And the reason I say that's an important point, Rance, is because over there at uh, All Friends Wrestling, four marks by marks, where no lessons are learned and the points don't matter, um, the boys book the territory. And uh, the boys run the books. And the boys run creative, and the boys design the shirts, and the boys do talent relations, and the boys make the commercials, and the boys do the promo. The boys do everything at All Friends Wrestling. And so the boys are pissed because Jim's talking that good shit that's correct. I want to point that out first, that good shit that's correct. But then they're looking at their bosses, Matt and Nick Jackson, who are the biggest offenders of this bullshit, and they're thinking, "Well if it's good enough for my fucking boss, why ain't it good enough for me? What's your problem, old man? And so they've given him the cornet treatment
2: well that and and so I'm so God, we have the same brain, so that is I think that's a, why we're where the lovers, do there you go. that's where I think a lot of this disdain for Ross's comments come from because for years Jim Ross has terrorized some of these indie kids for their for this these things and now Carl Carl said a very important thing to note when you are wrestling on the independence you almost have to wrestle every match like it's your last because the goal is to be noticed right so if you're if you the so I get doing the crazy dives or the crazy no sales or things like that to be noticed, so that you can get to AW. That is, there is that is as that's the most factual thing said on this podcast tonight. Yes. However, even even then Jim Ross was destroying people. Even then, Jim Ross was killing them for the things that they were saying. I'm not Jim Ross. Jim uh, Jim Cornette. And so it almost, I'm sure it's almost forgive the term but PTSD secondly secondly also important to note the boys booked the territory give me the give me the rundown what's it called what is AW really called again i like that
5: oh it's all friends wrestling four marks by marks where the, where no lessons are learned and the points don't matter
2: i like that so at that place if you remember one of the promises was you can build your own character and you can you can be who you feel you are. You can be we're a new league and, and, and the and the boys book the territory and I make my own character and I can be what I want to be. Well that part of that comes with well should if I want to do seven dives in a match, I'm gonna do seven dives in a match. So you got the announcer saying that's stupid, then my feelings are hurt because when I came here, you told me that I could do this. So it's just, it's, a, it's, I, we all agree that Jim Ross is right, but it is, it is, it's, it's a, it is a mess of, of I don't want to say epic proportions because ultimately this will be not a big deal in a couple of weeks, but it yeah. is, it, it's going to become a, it's going to become a big issue because it is further, uh, further widening this gap between your legends and your, your veterans and these new kids. And so who going to win the game? You know, we're going to talk about Kenny here next. Cody definitely falls in the old school category. The Bucks definitely fall in the new school category. Tony's a new school kid who was an old school fan. Who's going to win? And nobody should need to win. It should be a meeting in the middle. But I sincerely doubt, Kyle, let's talk about this a month from now. Will there be a drastic
3: difference?
2: At the, that selling, ring psychology, and dives are now to next month. I sincerely doubt there
4: will be. As do I. So I want to make. Well, I know we we're going to transition. I just want to make one last point. And you, uh, journalist,
2: into the next thing because that's your That's this is your topic,
4: right? Um, I just want to make one last point about this. I, I'm in that lucky position right now where I am watching wrestling with a kid. And that is part of the reason why I even pay attention a lot of times anymore outside of this podcast, but I'm pretty good at bullshit. So, but with my kids, like, I think it's important. We talked about standing out earlier. And one thing, like I've noticed, like my my wife will sit and watch with us sometimes. Okay. And so she doesn't have much interest in guys who one look generic and she's pointed it out before. How come all these guys wear black? Like, they're always wearing, every one of them wears black, you know? And But then when someone like The New Day comes out, or when, I don't know, someone with a different kind of cut, like Bray Bianca Wyatt. Bell, Bray Kim, White. Kim, yeah. Bianca yeah. Belair, like Sasha. Sasha Banks. Yeah. They stand out. And it's not always because of their wrestling. But then when you get, like, you got to find a way to draw someone in first. Otis. And once you've drawn them in, you're going to lose them. If you keep doing the same nonsense over and over and over and don't grow what you have already available to you. We know you can do a thousand dives. We know this. We see it all the time. By the way, I hate the suicide dive. I, it's the worst move in wrestling outside of the rebound lariat that Moxley does. But I blame the fans in
5: part for this, though. I blame yeah. the fans in part for this because here's the problem. People got to stop reacting. With the holy shits and whatnot. After every single one you've seen. I'm sorry. But it takes a lot. For me to like. Really holy shit at this point. Like I've seen the Hardys. Wrestle a ladder match. In person. (laughs) So like. You gotta impress me. With this shit.
2: You know the last holy shit I gave. Hmm. In war games. When Pete Dunne. Did the uh. Bitter end to Adam Cole on top of the chair. That's holy shit. And that's That's holy shit.
5: And that's holy shit, not even because like you're thinking about who got the move. That's holy shit because you're thinking to yourself, man, Pete Dunn don't wear no fucking knee pads. And here he is just jumped on chairs bare legged.
1: And my
2: God, I know that hurt Adam Cole to the way he sold. Yeah. But your your point is very valid. But so much of wrestling's problem is our as is, is on us. But that's,
5: mean, that's that's
2: true. Yeah, that's and that's a conversation people don't want to have. Sweep the floor with school. all
5: of us. Sweep the floor with all of us.
2: Um, Mister. Okay. Uh, go to journal. Go to you. Go to journalism for this, Carl. It's your turn.
4: Oh yeah, I'm gonna do terrible at this. S- speaking of dives and don't stuff. Don't even try. You in with the sweeper.
5: <laughs> so, sorry. sorry. how with the fans clean the show. I'm sorry. He, that, would, have to, he oh. would have
4: to interest me for me to like have caught that. That's not I'm sorry. It's my bad. But but even then, do you do you even
2: know the cleaner and the, the sweeping thing? Do you know what that means? You probably don't. Oh that's true. He
5: doesn't watch All Friends Wrestling, so he doesn't know about the girls with the brooms. Or New Japan, or so, New like, Japan. that's true. Look, don't shame me been... over here over this, okay?
1: Let's well,
5: not. It's not <laughs> nice. I mean, listen, listen, listen. Like, we're not trying to shame you, but Damn.
1: like,
5: Kenny, like, if for as much as we shit on AEW as a whole, Kenny Omega is one of the like best wrestlers on
2: the planet. Blah blah blah.
4: That's
2: so, fair. Okay, it's just a little backstory. When Kenny joined, joined the Bullet Club, he was brought in as a Terminator type, type guy. Yes. His nickname was called The Cleaner. And yes. because Kenny is a big-ass giant nerd, he thought it'd be funny to come up with a broom. To, to further the point that he's the cleaner. So, and, right. now on, and
5: now on Dynamite, these girls in like 80s workout jumpsuits come out before his entrance with little brooms just sweeping up the fucking room.
2: <laughs> It, yes, it, it, is, it is as nerdy as, you, as it sounds.
5: Fantastic,
2: But no, right. you, have a, you have a lot of really good things you want to talk about with Kenny, so please.
4: Well, the first thing I, want to, I just want to note, uh, he was a part of the uh, Triple Mania. Um, yes, it's and triple know, a Triple A champion. Right, and he wrestled the Laredo Kid. And so yes. the first thing that, that, I, that sticks out to me, before I even get into really what I want to talk about, is Tony Khan, are you stupid? Like I understand, the guy is a title holder, (laughs) but but listen, he let this guy go out in this wax dogs. Yes, he's stupid. (laughs) Listen, he let this guy do this show, which is fine. Do your show, but Kenny is Kenny, right? He's not going. He's going to put it all out there because that's that's Kenny, right? And so what happens? Kenny does a fucking flip over the top rope, does not get caught. Uh, if you've seen the clip and you want to, if you want to argue, that's, he got caught. Uh,
5: another thing, you know, we've been bringing up like flippy dudes and whatnot. Like wrestlers have started calling this out because it's a problem. Like, what the fuck is up with people not catching
4: people on these dives? Right. Well, there to me, like it's the guy that's supposed to catch is either overly nervous or shouldn't be doing the spot or something. You know what I mean? And, and but she- that's- no, but that's exactly what it is, Carl. And and I put that on the wrestlers themselves because that's professionalism.
5: Part of my like we're all professionals here, and we all know that part of your job as a professional is to know what's not in your wheelhouse. When my right. principal comes to me and says, "Hey, Moors, we need you to do X, Y, or Z," if that shit is not within my realm, I will look at them and I will say, "No, what you need to do is you need to find someone qualified to do that."
4: And mostly that's an interesting point, though, but you think you've got Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Mega Star, telling you, hey, man, I'm going to do this move, and I'm going to need you to catch me. Even if you're nervous, you might be like, I'm not going to fucking tell Kenny Omega no. There's something there's something to be said about someone having power in that regard. And so can I, we pause
2: real quick? Can we pause real yeah, quick? Yeah. This was in AAA. Fuck the bullshit. All the motherfuckers flip. No. They all need to catch. So this right. ain't the conversation for that. Yeah, this was a Lucha Libre show.
5: Every single motherfucker on there, right. they were taught to flip on, like, day two
4: of wrestling school. Have you have you seen Laredo Kid wrestle? Yeah. He, he's flipping right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Laredo supposedly wasn't the one who caught him. It was someone else, and I, sure, could, sure. I could be, I could be but, wrong yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, but we keep interrupting sorry. you. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. So my first, like, That's like my first thing with Kenny, and it kind of got me into a discussion. Someone was like, well, have you seen the match? Why are you shitting on the spot? I'm like, well, because I could watch the entire 30-minute match, whatever it is, and the only thing that's going to – I'm going to really stick in my craw is that cringy dumb shit that Kenny Omega just did because he's the champion of a major – I mean, in my opinion, maybe the the second – the, the, the second company in wrestling. Okay. Not
5: maybe right now in North America. Yeah. Number two promotion.
4: Okay. So that's my problem. And so, and then it was like, well, you should go back and watch it. I'm like, look, and this kind of, this is my fault. Okay. I, I, I poked the bear a little too much. But I was like, Kenny just doesn't interest me that much. You know, he's, I, I, I went at what I said was, Kenny is not a good promo. And then so that went into, this is what I'm about to talk about because he was doing his promo on Dynamite. And I, I, I'm just like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, like, oh, this is not good. This does not make me want to continue watching. So it leads to this little nobody. I was not tagged in this. I caught it on the timeline. I wasn't tagged. So I'm not about to say who it was. I'm just going to read the information. If you've been a wrestling fan for over a few years and take Kenny Omega promos seriously, then you don't understand him or what he is doing. His promos aren't supposed to be good. They are supposed to be over the top and cheesy like 80s action movies. How does this fly over your head? Some of you guys choosing to be obtuse regarding him and his promos is annoying. You try to argue them as a detriment to him or his character yet you don't even understand the gimmick. If it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. I myself can do with or without them at the end of the day, and it doesn't change my opinion on him. Pretending as if it makes him a bad wrestler or bad at what he is doing is lackable, though. You just want something that he isn't going to give you. So, when I read that, I wanted to throw my phone across the room. <laughs> so, first of all,
5: I'm not good at part of my job means that I'm not the best at my his,
4: job. His promos aren't supposed to be good. They're supposed to be over-the-top and cheesy like A.B. Jackson movies. Okay, well, here's the thing about... If if Kenny Omega is trying to be Terminator or RoboCop, well, I'm sorry, but those movies... Not so much Terminator. These aren't great movies. Like you said, they're cheesy. So I just... I don't... Okay, if you... Help me understand, if you are supposed to be the best in the world wrestler, and he loves to call himself that. Right now he's running, he's doing this little shtick where he, he's the only guy who moves the needle. And how, how come nobody else's faves move the needle? Okay, pal. But anyways, if you're supposed to be that, then how is it, how do you get a pass? Because your promos aren't supposed to be good. No, no, they're not. You just don't understand me. This is, now. this is my job, and it's sorry. a huge part of my job, but you don't understand. No,
5: I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. That's not good enough for me. No, I'm sorry. What the fuck you mean they're not supposed to be good? I, you,
4: you, you intentionally bad at your job? Right, and you're the champ, the world champ of your company? I I would like you to be good nah, at promos, nah, please. Nah,
5: nah, like, the, the person that seems to misunderstand here, to me, is whoever's saying that kind of bullshit, because, like, what, what made, what got Kenny's promos over in New Japan was the fact that he was a gaijin that was fluent in Japanese. Yes. And so he could deliver his shit in Japanese, and then occasionally... Pop in with some English shit for the English language folk, and then close out with the goodbye and good night, bang. Like right. that was all he ever needed. He didn't actually have to cut promos, other it's, than that.
4: And that's not the—it's not the same here in in my world. And this is a Carl thing too. It's just because it is a preference I have. You can, and I think Kenny Omega is a fantastic wrestler. Okay his style isn't always my cup of tea but I'm not going to sit here and say oh Kenny Omega can't wrestle. I'm not a fucking idiot. Okay? But what I'm going to say here is that you and you guys know me. I don't care how good of a wrestler you are, man. If you can't get out there and say things that interest me, you're just a guy wrestling. And to me, if I want to watch just wrestling, I don't why would I watch AEW or WWE like I don't want to watch just wrestling because it's whether they like it or not, it's entertainment and there is it's scripted and with a script, there's a script. So what does that tell you? You know, this is written, it's written out. So you need to be entertaining in other facets to keep me engaged. I can watch all kinds of things that look like fighting and actually are fighting.
5: And, and at the end of the day, here's the thing, you know, is it overcomable to not be good at a promo? Yeah, it's overcomable. There's no shame in needing a manager. There's none. There's no shame in needing not either an, a manager or an escort or just somebody who speaks for you. Or no not speaking at all. all.
3: Or, or not saying
5: anything. For example, and just letting Bill your, Goldberg.
4: And just letting your shit in the ring do the talking for you. Like, that, there's no shame in the... any of that that was the Bill Goldberg thing for years. Like when he was doing his streak in WCW, he couldn't talk. He just said two words.
1: Yeah. He
5: said two words. Exactly. Like he's better than he was, but he still can. not
2: So let me, let me jump in here. I have, I have two points. First and foremost, um, I look at all this whole thing differently. I agree with everything you're saying, but I look at this differently. My biggest, my biggest issue is simply this. Wrestling fans are so territorial. That we feel that just because I saw this guy do this in this company, then everybody should know. What if I've never watched New Japan? I don't know this backstory about Kenny. Has it been told on AEW television? No. Do we know A do we know Kenny likes video games? Yes, that's been told to us. We get that. So does Miro. Miro doesn't talk like he like he is is Boris and Natasha. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a bad that's a very bad analogy, you know, and a horrible excuse of of a reasoning. Secondly, Kenny, and this is where I disagree with you, Carl. Kenny could, this absolutely could work for Kenny. Because if his character calls for him to cut bad promos as long as he's furthering the story it works the problem is we as a as a fan base as the audience have not been told that that's the character and that's the issue here so you know so many people talk about guys that go to WWE and say and they say oh well such and such he he's not doing this he's not he, he does that so you should know that you should know that that he does this I should know shit. I didn't watch that before. I didn't watch Lucha Underground. I don't know what the fuck is gonna, I don't, it's, or whatever it is. I don't watch New Japan. I don't know. I'm, so, quick tangent. Um, there was a so, there, somebody compiled a list of most top three hundred, the top three hundred matches uh, of of the wrestlers who have been in the top rated three hundred matches. By Meltzer or something, and Ishii and Shingo Tagaki were the number one and number two. And somebody said, "Great list, but I don't know the top two are." And people lost their minds. You don't know who Ishii is? Are you not a wrestling fan? No, I don't watch New Japan.
4: And and maybe that works to my detriment. Okay, and that's fine. But I'm not one. I'm not one of the. I'm not here for gatekeeping. Okay, like I'm just not here. This is a problem. It's a massive problem in in, in this business with the between us fans. Huge problem. And, like, I'm sorry, that's cool that, man, you got time to watch WWE.
5: part of the reason why wrestling is not accessible to casuals anymore.
4: Right. right. Well, that, and that's just what I was about to say. Like, it's cool that, like, you guys have a problem. Maybe you guys have a little bit more time to watch wrestling than I do. Maybe the guys that, maybe not even you guys, but maybe the guy that's making this comment here has all the time in the world to watch all the wrestling. I don't know. Some people watch so much and that's awesome for you like i love wrestling too i wish i could just sit down and watch it and consume every piece of wrestling that i possibly can but i just can't and i have other sure. interests and things that i like oh you have the priorities yeah and so like so i choose to stick with what i know and what ends up happening is well you're just a homer for this or you're just defending this and yeah. that's that's fair if you want to say that but it's really not fair because I just don't have time to take deep dives into everything like Look, some people do. You that's like I mean? saying
2: I'm a soccer fan, but you know what? You're not a real soccer fan cuz you don't watch CONCACAF and you don't watch the <laughs> you know, you don't watch the Equatorial get Equatorial Guinea league and no, I watch what I fucking want right. to watch. Be-
4: pick, I have to pick real quick, I'm sorry. Sure. I, I, have, to, yeah, I yeah. have to pick because like I love football more than I love wrestling, honestly. I yeah. love football, but I really only watch the NFL. I don't have that mu- I I don't really have that much time for college football. I've got to pick Same. one. Same. I have to pick one. You know, and I I'm the know opposite. I, I, I get it. And I'm the opposite.
5: I only watch the college shit. I don't go right. NFL.
2: But but you have but Kyle, you have a, you have a personal relationship with the college team, which makes sense for you, Carl. You have a personal relationship with a pro team, so of course it makes sense that that would be the thing you pick, and that would be the thing you pick. To the more pertinent issue about the actual promo style, if as Kenny descended into his madness of becoming the cleaner again, and to their crit. I will give them credit. They played and they told the story of Kenny breaking up with hangman and and going back to becoming finding his old self. They told that fantastically. So you got the character motivation of why he's doing what he's doing. What you didn't get is why he's talking the way he's talking. If we are to be led to believe that his promo style is bad on purpose, that's not been explained to us. If, let me And let me counter with let me counter with an, a perfect example, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's promo style was explained to us that it was he was bad on purpose because Kurt Angle came in being the all American hero who thought he should be loved. And as he realized, y'all don't love me, you could see his promo start to change because he felt offended and hurt. Right? I remember right. I remember promos where he was he would he, Big Show was giving out condoms and he got mad because because Big Show was promoting safe sex and, and Kurt Angle believed in abstinence. And it's like <laughs> what the fuck? You know? And then but then it descended and descended and went on further and further and further. There was a story told and the reasoning why the thought or the, the, the promos changed, right? So yeah. Look at Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt went from being the eater of worlds and all these cryptic ass really cool Cape Fear as promos, and all of a sudden you see him on the Firefly Funhouse. Now, the first episode, none of us knew what the fuck we was talking about. You watch right. it for three months, and you see that really the Funhouse is a fractured part of his mind that he's created. Because you know, and all of the you start to get it as it goes on. There is no reasoning why Kenny is talking the way he talks, other than the fact that that's what the fuck he wants to do, and that's the biggest problem in all of this.
4: And I want to, I want to reiterate real quick: I do not dislike Kenny Omega. Like, I don't need a bunch of people coming and telling me, "Oh, well, you just this, that, and the other." You just gotta, you have a a vendetta already, or like this preconceived. Notion well, of- buddy, yeah.
2: it's gonna happen.
4: Yeah, it is, and that's fine. But the reality of the situation is, I do think he's a fantastic wrestler. I actually paid money to watch super card of honor in 2018 over going to an NXT show, which was better by the way, just so I could see Kenny Omega wrestle for the first time because I had never seen them live. So you're going to have to miss me with some of that stuff. Okay. I wanted to give him, and I enjoyed the match that Kenny was in with Cody for the theatrics. I didn't care about the match and Cody's a fine wrestler. But the bottom, or Kenny's a fine wrestler, but the the, the thing is, you still have to hook me at some point. You can't just be a wrestler for me. And I understand that's not everybody's thing. Some people are just all about the wrestling, the wrestling, the wrestling, and you are entitled and more than welcome to have that opinion. But when you come at me with like, oh, well, he's supposed to be bad at promos, you're going to lose me because wrestling, that's 50% of it is being able to talk and make me care about your story, not just going out there and being someone who can do a bunch of shit. So that's, that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight, because I just want to make sure we understand the difference here. It's not so much that it has nothing to do with Kenny as a wrestler or anything. I just, I don't think that you're not being fair to people who you can't, like you said, if I don't have time to watch New Japan, how the fuck am I going to know why he's doing what he's doing? You know what I mean, and, well, then, and you, then you're going to gatekeep fair.
5: me about it. Well, no, but it's also just not fair to give him a pass for not being a good promo, but then other people don't get a pass for their shortcomings. Like we. So Second touch. Well, uh, not even that. We constantly refer to your your favorite wrestler, Rance Cody Rhodes, as the three star savior. You know, right. we constantly refer to him as that because, like, you know. <laughs> Oh, shit. Rand's going to kick me out to call. Ain't that about a bitch. Anyway, uh, no, we constantly refer to him as the three-star savior because he's not good in the ring, and, like, we're not going to give him a pass for not being very good in the ring, but we're going to give Kenny a pass for not being very good on the mic, and it's like, that's bullshit. Like, Cody isn't good in the ring, but Cody's decent on the microphone, and he excels at the carny-ass theatrics. Yes, he does. I mean, just look at that baby announcement. Like, I'm, I'm happy for y'all to have a baby. I am. Like, props to you for having a baby. I might not be big fans of Cody and Brandy Rhodes as humans. I might find them uppity and pretentious in, like, the worst way. I might find them performatively woke in the worst possible ways. But, like, good for y'all you're having a baby. Like, that's awesome. Like, I'm here for that. I'm here for, you know, I'm here for what y'all represent as an interracial couple, like, and recognize how, like, that matters. Like, I'm here for that too. Like, props to y'all. But, like, a fucking whole production, like, a whole ass video promo production where you've got them in this, like, real housewives of Atlanta ass mansion. And they're gonna go and open the door and pick up the little package. And then Cody opens up the package and his baby booties. And like, you got the Christmas music blaring in the background. Like, what the fuck is this?
2: And that was on Dynamite?
5: That was on Dynamite! It was right before Cody's match. They had promoted how there was gonna be a very special announcement from Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And that was right before Cody's match. And so they do this and then Cody comes out with Brandy and they have this like really, you know, it was this really loving embrace and I'm I'm trying to walk a tight rope here in how I describe it because like, it was genuine. Don't get me wrong, like it was genuine love, blah, blah, blah. But it was also like cringy to me because it was just like, why are you guys like really laying this on right now? like of all times now. And if she is preggers, why the fuck you got her ass out here with no mask in the middle of all this COVID?
4: <laughs> I, um, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't catch any heat for the tweet I put out about this. And this is why you got, I, you know, it just upsets me that I don't have more Twitter followers. Cause I feel like I put out you great got content. Thousand, how
2: many more it's you I want? Twenty
4: nineteen was great. I want all the followers. But I, I put out some gold, and now I can't find it. Oh, here we go. I said, so do you guys think Cody and Brandy's kid will be born with that awful neck tattoo? Like, I, what is this? I should have, like, a million likes. This should be viral by now. I'm surprised I didn't get – I'm surprised WrestleJoy didn't come for me, though. And shut they, up. They already got up. me. Oh, my God. <laughs> they already blocks. blocked. Yeah, I think um, I'm The as fuck. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> reason, the, the reason
2: you didn't get more is because a lot of people were really mad at people critic like criticizing the way they did it because they thought that, uh, sorry. I, I love this. So, oh. yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the Mandalorian. Um, but because they, they thought that, oh, well, you can't let people be happy. You should have, if they had a baby, why does everybody have to be upset about it? That's yeah.
5: not why we're upset. Yo. And I'm sorry, Rance. I know I cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That was it. I, I Like, that's not what people are upset about. Nobody is upset that they're having a baby. Carl has two babies. Rance has two babies. I'm, a, I'm upset babies about them, to be honest. Anymore. They're not babies anymore, but like.
4: No. Like, draining my bank account, though. Y'all
5: both got kids. Like, y'all ain't gonna, y'all aren't mad because people are having kids. Mm. Like, good for you, you having kids. But, like, when Amber, I'm sorry, when Moxley and Renee announced that they were having a kid, it was real fucking low key. Becky, like, yeah, Becky made a thing on hers, but hers was more like, hey, I have to give up this title because, like, I'm fucking it, yeah. pregnant, so, like. Yeah.
4: If she was, like, just chilling and not doing anything important, but when you're, like, you know, arguably the biggest star in the company at yeah, the time. Yeah, like, I know we might
5: have to do something to Yeah, like, okay. I know we just did WrestleMania, but, like, I'm actively pregnant, so here you go. Um, but, yeah, so, like, It was just a really grandiose and needlessly grandiose announcement of the pregnancy. Like, again, good for you, you're having this baby. But, like, it was the kind of grandiose that, like, it almost, if you're a long-time wrestling fan, it was the kind of grandiose that almost would have made you question, like, is this a work?
4: Are y'all storyline? Are y'all... They treated it like the royal family or something. Well, and,
5: and because Brandy and Cody are so fucking, like, integrated into Dynamite's show structure, it's just like, is this some kind of fucking work? Like, y'all are making this a pregnancy that you're going to incorporate into the Shaq story? Like, I don't think you guys are that tactless. I feel like y'all are better than that. But, like, every time I have thought that you're better than something, you have gone out of your way to prove to me that
4: you're not so like I don't know I have, I have nothing else to say about the pregnancy announcement but I'm just gonna give my man Cody one piece of advice as a father okay as a father of two beautiful children Cody do me one favor when the baby is born do not bring it to the show and shoot off pyro as loud as you possibly fucking can
2: He's not gonna do it at the show. He's gonna do it in the in the uh, in the delivery room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, I didn't make that joke up. I stole it. Can we talk about the real shit to to bitch about Cody about, please? Can I can I do that, please? Oh yeah, you want a journalism? No, fuck journalism. Fuck Cody.
5: So <laughs> the fact That
2: the fact that they the fact that they brought Sting out of his crow's nest, his decrepitized crow's nest. To come to the AW, which is uh, for all, for all my piss and vinegar right now, oh, uh, really? It's a really, it's a really good move. It really is. If he doesn't wrestle, if he really just uses his star power, it's a good move. However, the the, the prevailing thought, and even Sting's out of Sting's mouth, is this seems to be about Darby. But yet, the past two weeks with the biggest ratings they've gotten in a long time, who has he been involved with? Cody Rhodes. Not to mention, this week on Dynamite, Cody Rhodes is out there, and he's in a promo, and Team Taz comes out. Taz and all four of his goons, mind you, two of his goons who are Brian Cage and Will, quote-unquote, powerhouse Hobbs. And then, who comes to save the day as they go to go beat him up? Sing. Now, let me finish real quick, because I... you, if you, if you don't know how Dynamite's arena is built, it is Impact Zone esque in that it has the two tunnels, one on the left, one on the right. Cody's in the ring at Deadly's place. There is no long ramp, so literally, it's like ten feet from the ramp to the to the uh, ring. When the lights went out and Sting came out, Sting came from the other tunnel, so it's not like it's not like. They were Team Team Taz and Sting were like 10 feet away from each other, and they ran in terror back to the back because 61 year old old man broken neck Sting got a bat. He gonna beat us up. It is laughable. It's that is laughable. Lady. But it's it you I'm not gonna go that far, but it damn near is. But why? Why does this man have the wool pulled over so many people's eyes that w- the whole thing about Sting is about Cody and Cody's in the feud with Shaq and Cody's also he's this and he's on the Go Big Show and I got my name back even though I promised you all I would never use it in a wrestling capacity but my new shirt that says Cody Rose just came out and like fuck this guy <laughs>
4: God. real quick real quick Kyle I want you to ex- get your thought out I'm just going to say one Ooh. thing and then I'll piggyback off whatever you end up saying real quick you mentioned that the the way dynamite is built is set up like impact and all I could think when you said that in my head was the age old joke is that such and such in the impact zone <laughs> is, is that AEW dynamite in the impact zone that's all I could think of when you said it go ahead Kyle like
5: The reason I say it's emasculating is, so you got big-ass Brian Cage on all them steroids. You got Ricky Starks in
2: his prime.
5: You got Will Hobbs in his prime.
2: Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy in Team Taz? I don't know his
5: name. That's the whole thing.
2: No, it's the fourth guy.
5: No, it's them three in Taz.
2: No, it's the fourth guy. I promise you. It's the four it's it's five members of Team Taz. Taz and four of the dudes. I swear. But I continue your it. point. I'll look it up. Continue your point. I'll look so, it up. Like
5: well, no. so they actively outnumber these motherfuckers. Like they actively outnumber these motherfuckers. And yet, Sting comes out, old as all shit with this bat, and everybody just turn tail and and dip out like but Week in and week out, y'all be talking that good shit about how, like, y'all run this show and FTW fuck the world and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Old Man Sting scares the shit out y'all. When, like, at that active moment, so Cody is in the ring, but Cody just got done with a match. Like, he did have a match. It happened. So, like, Cody's just fought a match. Darby is up in the stands doing his, like, fake-sting impression. So, like, at most, you got four on one and a half. So, like, why the fuck are y'all running? What you afraid of? And why? And also, Why is this about Cody? Why is he there? There are so many things about this show that are good and fun and entertaining. Like, I have so many questions about what's going on with Hangman and the Dark Order. Mostly because I know Brody Lee is out with mysterious injury slash illness, which sounds an awful lot like COVID. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Um... But with Brody Lee out and with the rest of Dark Order also simultaneously engaged in the whole, like, trying to make Dustin Rhodes 7 again, like, that's actually a thing that they're trying to do.
4: Like, Which is funny, though. That's great.
5: Oh, it's great. It's hilarious. I mean, Dark Order is hilarious. Like, everything about Dark Order is hilarious. Um, and so it's Silver and his partner are, like, hanging out with hangman and doing buddy buddy cowboy shit and blah 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 and i'm just like what's going on with that i'm really intrigued i'm really i was really fucking impressed i hate you know chris jericho and i hate jack swagger and i hate their maganess but i was really impressed with top flight in that multi-team match against the inner circle um those guys are just so fucking good. I'm really here for, um, oh, shit, what's the other team's name? It started, The A. Oh, Anthony Bowens and homie. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. I knew it started with an A, but I couldn't think of the rest of the word. The Acclaimed, I love everything about them. I'm really looking forward to that tag match against the Bucs, even though I don't care for the Bucks as much. Um, but, like, there's so many good things about AEW. And then there's Cody. And he like monopolizes half of the show, and he's treated like a god. And it's really gross. Yeah, he has his own
4: entrance ramp. Yeah, he does. I here's the thing. I would probably
5: his neck tattoo.
4: Yeah. See the neck tattoo that. Yeah. Well. Anyways, listen. With as far as Cody's concerned. I am probably, and Rance knows, you guys, I think I've said it before. I really, truly, for a long time, really liked Cody a lot. Even though he's not the greatest wrestler, I've made it very clear that if you can entertain me from a promo perspective and be half decent in the ring, you've got a chance to be over with me because I think that's the most important thing. And, I, and, I, and Cody has always been able to do that for me. But this, what he's doing right now, where it's I'm involved in everything that it's like, he's a one man retribution when they first showed up and like retribution was getting involved in everybody's shit, but they had a reason because they were, that's really funny fucking shit that, up. That's really it, funny. But right now he's like, you know, I'm just going to be involved in everything. I'm going to be involved with Shaq I'm gonna be involved with sting. I'm going to be involved with whatever the fuck. And it's just, it's an oversaturation of someone who is. Cody is fine and entertaining, in my personal opinion, but he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to have his hands in everything because it's a detriment to your show, in my opinion.
5: On a show that generally, you know, we've talked about it before, on a show that generally rotates its people and has like different members of the roster on every week, Cody is on every. Fucking show. Right. Other than when they did that injury angle so that he could go film his shit, like, he is on every
2: fucking show in multiple
5: segments and matches.
2: For the record, that fourth guy, I think, is Taz's son, Hook. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's four of them.
4: Yeah, I don't want you know. I don't want to spend a lot. Of, you know, it's Cody Rhodes. Like we know who he is. I understand that. Like he's got cro- He's doing some. What's that? Whatever show that he filmed that you're just talking about, the talent show or whatever the hell he's yeah, doing. Yeah, the Go Big show. show. Okay, and that's Wait. cool. Like yeah. so, I get you want to promote your guy that's doing the crossover stuff, but at the same time, like that's it's not that necessary. You know, I mean WWE. Like okay, think about it like this, right? Lacey Evans in WWE, right? She does a lot of the She's been on Fox a lot, like especially with some of. She's been on Fox. Well, she, and, of oh, course, she's been on
2: Fox. Of course, well, she's been on Fox. Well,
4: a lot. you know what I mean. That's funny, but you know what I mean. Like the women's she did, right. She does a lot of. She actually, it's kind of weird because we always talked about how the Miz used to do a lot of the media stuff. I feel like a lot of times they use Lacey Evans for a lot of media stuff. She's really good the, at it, though. She's really good yeah, at it. she is because she's got the appeal. You know, she's she was in the military, and that's a big thing here in America and that kind of thing. But they don't put her in every damn storyline that exists. She's in a fucking tag team with Peyton Royce that nobody gives a shit about. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way to use it and not oversaturate your product with Lacey Evans, who I like, but I don't need to see her in eight thousand angles.
2: That's that's a bad analogy. That's a bad analogy. I think the better analogy is the top guys: Roman and Becky and Sasha. Sasha is in in the biggest show on television right now, The Mandalorian. She's not in every segment. Roman was in a movie and just beat cancer. Not in every segment. He has multiple, sure, but most most of those segments is he even talking? No. Becky, Becky was on Billions, which is a big show on Stars. She was on every segment, so it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's 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 well, it's okay to have multiple segments,
4: but you don't need to be in yeah, multiple storylines. Okay, there you go. That, that's that, that's kind of more that, like that, segments <laughs> is one thing. If Cody had. Three segments with Shaq on Dynamite. Okay, fine. It's Shaquille O'Neal. I get it. It's something. Yeah, but three segments
2: on Dynamite on two well, hours. I know, I know is, is, is I'm, just I'm just like five minutes.
4: I'm just, yeah, I'm just yelling into the into the abyss here, but I'm just no, meaning like, have more, you know. More on, I think Carl, you're
5: more on the nose there. It's not even so much like, oh, he's in more than one segment on the show. It's like, Okay, he's in the storyline with Shaq, and he's in the Darby thing, and he's in the Sting, like, with Sting, and he's dealing with the Taz shit, and, like, he, at any time, he could end up back dealing with stuff with Kenny and the Bucks and the rest of the Elite. Like, you never fucking know if he's gonna go back into that shit.
4: Can't can't that many people give a shit about Cody Rhodes. And don't forget, he's, he's
2: the he's the leader of the Nightmare family. But I got a question, and we're going to move on. Please, let's move is on. Is there a I'll Nightmare
4: to... family anymore?
2: It's, yes, it's it's very big, actually. It has like seven, eight people in it. Yeah, Baby
4: with Tattoo coming soon, actually. Shut, up, just... up. Shut up.
2: Baby Garrett Jr.? Uh, <laughs>
4: baby tattoos. Tattoo. Please, with...
5: please, you and I both know if that is a boy, he's naming it after Dusty. It could be.
2: What? Stop my motherfucking mouth! But you and know I that's love-
5: what he's gonna do because he worships the ground that Dusty walks on.
2: Okay, my question is that, and I'm not, I'm, I promise you, not being facetious, and I'm not trying to be mean or any or anything. But I'm interested in what happens to the whole Shaq storyline because it was all about Brandy versus Jade. Brandy can't do anything anymore; she's pregnant. That's what happens. All right, good talk. So this weekend we have two pay per views. <laughs> and uh, one of them We're definitely not going to watch But five years ago, four years ago We would have been happy to watch We're not going to talk anything about this show I just want to read the card of Final Battle So we can laugh Let's do and it I'm, um, The pre-show Tony Deppin versus. In fact, hold on Oh, I'm hold here on. for
5: Tony Deppin, I have a Tony Deppin shirt So I'm like, okay. here for Tony Deppen.
2: Let's play a game while we do this I want, I want, I want to keep a number of all the people Carl's ever heard of before. Can we do that? Let's fucking do it. I'm ready. Okay. So in the pre-show, there's a fatal four-way match for for the whoever wins gets to fight fight uh, face the Ring of Honor TV champion later on in the show. Tony Deppin, No. Give me a yes or a no.
4: Okay. LSG. Nope. Josh Woods. Oh, that's, that's like Josh way. Woods is like my neighbor's name. No.
2: <laughs> Josh Woods is really good though. And oh, Dak, versus Dak and Dak Draper. And who? Dak Draper.
4: I feel like I've heard that name. Not Dak Prescott.
2: Okay. So maybe a one. All right. On the main show, Dan Housen. Yes. Versus Brian Johnson.
4: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> so a for sure one. Yes. Um yeah. you so I know I know we're going to get some guesses here. Matt Mike Bennett, of course. And Matt Taven. Yes. Are facing the righteous which is his name is Vincent now but he used to be Vinny Musialago or whatever. What was his Vinny name Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wait, no I was thinking you're going to say Vinny Massaro from Lucha Underground. No, Musialago, the one that wore the hockey
5: mask in the kingdom.
4: Eh, no. You you
2: remember Taven used to be over the over the uh the kingdom. Vinny was the horror king who used to release the balloons.
4: Okay, yeah, eh, No. Okay. Still a no.
2: Okay. And Bateman, you I know you don't know him because I nope. don't know him. So that's three. In a pure rules tag team match, Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus of the Foundation. No. Maybe you know Tracy Williams by the name Hot Sauce.
4: Yes, I have heard that, yeah, actually. Okay, four. Yeah, how's sauce Stacey Williams? Red-, Red Titus? I feel like I know the name, though. I-, I just have never seen him wrestle, is all that is. Okay, let's go five, but you know the name, good. Versus Willa Utah. No.
2: And if you don't remember, this guy will be pissed off at you. Fred High.
4: Oh, yeah, Fred High. yeah, absolutely. Yes.
2: Uh, well, I love that guy. Okay. The peer championship is between... Jonathan Gresham, yes, and Flip Gordon. Nope, don't know that guy. Fuck him. Good job. (laughs) The world, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, John Gresham, who's who's a dual champion. Good for him. And Jay Lethal, yeah, everybody on Jay Lethal, yeah, versus PCO. Yes, and one half of that tag team that Kyle doesn't like.
4: I assume I don't know who the other guy is are talking the about. I'm about to say, is it one of the Briscoes? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mark. Mark. Uh, you know actually most of these the
2: the top of the card you know. Dragon Lee Um defends his world TV championship against one of the four who wins on the pre-show. And the, the, Ro- Ro- the world the world champion Champ- Right, well, it's probably gonna be Tony. And the world championship is gonna be Roosh, the defending champion against Brody King. Brody King?
1: I
4: don't think. I feel like maybe I've seen the name, but I'm not familiar.
2: Interesting to note, Brody King, I mean not Brody King, Roosh and Dragon Lee's contract are coming up soon, along with Ethan Page's. Now He's
4: I've cool heard cool. of both of those guys by they the way. I know Ethan Page's contract is coming up
2: soon. So um let's let's kind of get out of here on this. I I know we've been going at this for a minute. We don't have do you guys want to break down TLC or you just want to pick who wins and who loses? Or do you even want to do that?
4: I'm down to pick. Of course, I'm always down to predict that there's one match I definitely want to talk about, just for at least for a minute or so. You okay, Cal? I mean, you know,
5: I'm a little on the tired side, but I can get through it.
2: We'll get through it fast. I promise. Yeah, it'll be quick. Um, and what's been, is what's been booked as a Firefly Inferno match? You have The Fiend Bray Wyatt with Alexa versus Randy Orton. I mean... <sighs> I don't
5: know. The nature of the gimmick makes me want to pick Orton just because, but like I can't pick against the
2: Fiend, so I'm gonna go with the Fiend.
4: Uh, if he's wrestling as the Fiend, it's the Fiend.
2: I agree, it's the Fiend. Plus, if you remember, Randy Orton burned down the Wyatt compound. Oh, I remember. Orton does. Orton is due to get his ass burned back. Um, the for the fourth or fifth time, whatever it is, the Raw Tag Team titles are, are being defended again between. Kingston in the Woods of the New Day versus Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin of the Hurt Business.
5: And, uh, I, you know, I want the New Day to win and just be done with this, but I just feel like the Hurt Business is finally going to take the titles.
4: Uh, Lashley's still the U.S. champ, right? Yes. yes. Put more gold on the Hurt Business.
2: Agreed with both of you. Yes, Hurt Business, I think, finally breaks through. Uh, Women's Tag Team Championship between Nia and Shayna, the the champions, versus Asuka, and since Lana was, quote-unquote, injured Monday, to be announced, which looks like a way to bring back... Woo!
4: God, please. The queen.
2: Who you got?
5: I mean, I got Team Asuka, but, like, I have not been here for... I was here for... Lana versus Naya and Shayna. I have not cared for Asuka's random inclusion.
4: I don't think that they're going to bring anybody back. I think Lana will still wrestle and they will lose. That was was my
2: initial thought, but Charlotte got to come back eventually.
4: Um, I'm going to have to watch TLC just in case Charlotte comes back though now. So.
2: Because that's the reason to watch TLC. Okay.
5: I mean, the Women's Royal Rumble is a great way to bring a lot of people back, though. True. But didn't she return last, at last year's Women's Royal Rumble? I can't remember. I mean, 2020 is the year that never ends. So, like, I <laughs> can't <remember. laughs>
1: We're
2: almost there, man. Two weeks. The SmackDown Women's Championship. in a, in a, uh, It's technically a rematch, but really it's the first time. Sasha defends against Carmella.
4: I got Sasha. Sasha's gonna win, and I, I'm, and that's fine. She should win. She needs to have a fucking title reign for once. Just real quick on that, though. Like, I don't. If you're trying to build Carmella for whatever you're doing with her, she's a new gimmick and everything, it feels a, like maybe it's a little bit to her detriment to put her immediately in a feud that she's probably gonna lose. But yeah, Sasha. I think it's, it all depends on how she loses.
2: Yeah, that's fair. And and let and let us note that. Once again, another perfect gimmick for the person who almost transcended the role, Eva Marie.
4: And the, by the way, I really love the Carmella entrance. I just want to point that out. It's
2: fantastic. Yeah, and not just right. because her booty, not because she has tits and ads in my face, but because it's it's different. Um. By the way, rumors, Eva Marie might be coming back to be the guy, the lady that uh, Angel Garza is giving roses to.
4: Just well, I hope pretend. so. Think mm. about
2: that. Um, main event time: uh, The WWE Championship being defended in a TLC match. Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles with the big Nigerian Omos. Who you got?
4: Kyle. Drew, I guess. Yeah, Drew. I don't. They're not. I don't know what they're gonna. I feel like Drew's gonna end up losing that title to him. He, he
5: he feels l- l- almost like he's wandering
4: aimlessly right now. Oh, not at all. Well, they're waiting for a Sheamus feud, which I know what is it probably is.
2: coming. That's what it is. They're 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 building him, and they're reminding the crowd that Sheamus and Drew are real-life best friends, and they're going to give Sheamus a justified reason to turn on Drew, because if you notice, if you watch the show, Drew don't stick up for Sheamus like Sheamus f- sticks up for Drew.
4: And by the way, I'm so here for she- Sheamus and Drew just being oh the of each other.
2: Oh, that's going to be – that's orgasmic. It's going to be fantastic.
4: <laughs> Yes, Drew. Drew will beat AJ.
2: Yes, and um, Miz will be involved because AJ is kind of aligned with Miz and Morrison because they both realize they both want the title off of Drew, Miz, so he can win the championship. AJ, so that if Miz wins the championship, he can beat Miz easier than Drew. Very, It's a, it's a very smart story being told between all five of these men. Six right. of these men. Um, and main event, main event, the Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World, um, Kevin Owens will be facing... The best of the best, uh, the head of the table, your tribal chief, the reigning defending universal heavyweight champion of the world, Roman Reigns.
5: I will never, ever not pick my tribal chief, my brother.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, the tribal chief is winning, um, of course. But I do want to say one thing about Kevin Owens. This the, the He's way, and I love him, dude. Kevin Owens. Uh, he is, and you can tell he's fired up about this. This this match is going to be fantastic. It will be great. Kevin Owens on the mic, calling his like calling his friends by the name. And here's my friend Chair. <laughs> he is so good. And I was trying to, I was trying to like when we were watching Friday, I was trying to tell Sally, I was like, I was like, guys, Sally, this this is why I love Kevin so much because he's going to make something. It's going to be great. It's gonna like you're gonna feel it. You're gonna listen to him, and you're gonna. It's gonna sound like it's gonna sound real, like Kevin, like you know what I mean. And he's so good at it, and he deserves this match. But but absolutely, Roman is winning. We're going elsewhere with Roman after this, most likely. Maybe one more match at the Rumble. Maybe one more, but I don't think so. Ryan, Kevin.
5: Speaking of Kevin, shout out to Sami Zayn for the best shirt in WWE right now.
2: I I am Sami Zayn. Um yes, Brian should be back, so maybe Brian will be involved with Royal Rumble. Maybe Brian is the in-game or mania. We don't know. Um, but yeah, shout out to Sammy. Shout out to Biggie and Sammy who will probably be added to the card Friday. Mm-hmm. Um and let me also, uh, if I may shill before we break this thing down, uh the good brother uh Clive from Ricky and Clive and I wrote our second issue a second edition of the Wrestling Debate Club where both of us debate who is the best wrestler in the world currently? The Tribal Chief or the Scottish Psychopath? Uh, it's up live now on Wrestling Headlines and will be live on ChairShot hopefully tomorrow. So, look at that.
5: Well, and in the meantime, y'all, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find our good brother Carl on Twitter at... Kervin K-E-R-V-I-N. You can find our good brother Rance on Twitter at
2: It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars.
5: You can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge C S. At Outsiders Edge, man, don't make us put coal in your goddamn stocking again. Just give us the fucking handle.
2: Um, I don't even have the energy to fight you, motherfucker, no more. I'll I'll see you next week.
5: Ha ha. Um As always, y'all, we are part of the ChairShot Media Network at ChairShot Media, where you...
2: Always use multiple body parts, preferably
4: your head. God Uh, damn it.
5: (laughs) Always use your head. (laughs) And as always, y'all, remember, we here at The Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can out here to make it in this world. And sometimes we're going to say some hard truths for y'all, like, ratings don't matter as much as y'all like to pretend they do. Not at all. And other times, we're going to share some, like, equally hard truths with y'all. Like, we need to bring psychology back, and y'all motherfuckers need to stop not catching people.
4: Catch
2: that motherfucker.
5: But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And, like, you got to respect that. Because if you don't, well... Just like we looked and couldn't find a lie, we looked and looked. And nope, y'all, we couldn't find a single fuck left to give because we just don't give a fuck.
2: Can we we spare a fuck for Christmas?
4: Uh, No. I don't know. It's not looking good. Okay. Well only see. And- only if we get rid of the surplus population or whatever. So-
2: ah,
5: man! After my own heart with the Christmas Carol reference, I love it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.
2: That took a turn.
5: I love that. <laughs> yes.